Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast. I'm John Hassel. And I'm Stuart Beard. Okay, Stuart, hello. Hello, John. <laughs> what are we going to be talking about this time? This time, John, we are going to be talking about UK urban motorways and how they compare with Glasgow. Regular listeners and readers of the website will know that we often state that Glasgow has more miles of urban motorway than any other UK city. That's right. And in fact, John Cullen used to say that Glasgow had more miles of urban motorway than all the other UK cities combined. Yeah. So I thought now would be a good time to look at these other UK examples of urban roads and urban motorways and see how Glasgow compares with them. And see, you okay. know, uh, how, how are they working compared to Glasgow? Are they better? Are they much the same or are they really not as good? Yeah, uh, you know, so it's a, I think it's a good exercise. It's a good discussion. Just, just to compare and, and yeah. see what it is apples for apples. Yeah, exactly. Now you recently went down south. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. I had a post-lockdown trip to Leeds mm-hmm. um, for a weekend, um, and you'll be aware that Leeds has an, an inner ring road system and its motorway classification as well. So very it similar to Glasgow. The motorway city, didn't it? Yes, it did. Uh, the motorway city of the seventies. So yeah. Leeds is a good one to to, to look at. Mm-hmm. We're also going to look at Newcastle upon Tyne. Mm-hmm. Manchester and Birmingham yeah. they all have motorways that are nearer within the city centre uh, we might look at Coventry as well as an example of one that has a, a good inner ring road but not to not, motorway standards not a motorway, yeah. yeah so we'll have a look at that one as well maybe one or two other surprises mm-hmm. uh, so if that sounds like a plan yeah, that sounds that sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. Now you and I have been in each of the locations that we're going to discuss. Yes, I mean I've not been down recently. Uh, I know you were recently at Leeds, but how do you want to start this, Stuart? Do you want to? Did you want to maybe start from from the north and, and go yeah. south? Should we maybe talk about Newcastle? Because when were we there? Maybe was it a couple of years ago? I think it was early twenty eighteen. We visited Newcastle uh, mm-hmm. for the sole purpose of looking at its inner ring road system or its inner motorway system, because like Glasgow, Newcastle had grand plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, for urban motorways uh, I mean I think they built even less of their plan than Glasgow did yeah. uh, I know they had like central motorway west and central motorway that, east and things that's like right that. some of the yeah. nomenclature I've actually, mm-hmm. actually got here um, looking down at it can I just state something overall mm-hmm. is that these from what I recall is these routes are not routes that that work in the same way that they're a through route for traffic in the way that the M8 and the M74 are in Glasgow. Yeah. These are, you do have to go right into the city centre in a lot of cases to get to these. Yeah, that's right. You know. And, and that, that's another good uh, reason there, maybe maybe to point out that Belfast in Northern Ireland has a, an urban motorway through mm-hmm. or near the city centre as well. Now, neither of us have used it, mm-hmm. and that's the reason it's that we're not the books. considering it at this time I would love to go yeah. we will visit it in future so for any of our guys who, who know the Northern Irish system very well and, and Wesley Johnson who, who does the, uh, the kind of Northern Irish equivalent of what we do in Glasgow in terms of old motorway records and stuff yeah. uh, you know we're not excluding we're not forgetting Belfast we're just we haven't been on it so we don't have our own personal insights mm-hmm. to use uh, and, and likewise uh, there are no other Scottish cities that have motorways no. nearer in the city centre either. So no, Edinburgh no. just doesn't get a look in when it comes to, to urban no, motorways or but urban we, anything in the city centre. What about London, Stuart? I mean, London used to have motorways before they were declassified yeah. in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, again, they had grand plans for inner ring roads and things in the city the that ring would be ways. motorways, but none of that came to fruition, so we're not going to even contemplate going well, over very, that. Well, very moment. little of it did, but yeah. they ended up with much. Yeah. So we're just sticking with these places. We're going to stick with the places that we know that have actually built them already okay. uh, because we can give you a good uh, sort of in-depth 
what we, what we think of them. Yes. So yeah. um, let's start with Newcastle. So um, the route that we're talking about here, now this isn't the Tyne Tunnel, it's not the, the bypass, uh, no. the A1 bypass, but it's actually the A167M. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one here was actually known as the Central Motorway East. So that was Central Motorway East. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the unique features of that, that that road that kind of drew me to to want to visit it in the first place was the fact that it has a double deck section. That's right. Yeah, not something we do a lot. Now you can't. Ground. The funny thing is, you can't see this on the maps. No, obviously, you, you always see the blue line, don't you? Yeah, and it un, underneath it's it's. I believe it is also motorway, but another carriageway, or I can't remember if it's just a local road that goes underneath it. But it's it is it's double deck. Yeah, it's double deck, and I seem to recall that the northbound carriageway was on the lower level. And the southbound carriageway was on top initially, or around the side. I think it's the other way around. Is it the other way around? And uh, it's from a civil engineering point of view, a structural point of view, it was quite interesting. You know? It is. It saves room. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's one. Of, there's a very few examples where you have double decking. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there are kind of other areas on all-purpose roads, and of course, there's a part of the. Is it the M1 that's got a double deck system as well? At Tinsley Viaduct. Tinsley yeah, Viaduct. it takes the local road beneath uh, and the motorway on top. Yeah, yeah, around at Sheffield. But, you know, going back to, to Newcastle, it's a short system. I mean, all we oh, really yeah. have is this A167M. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, you know Stephen Jukes at Pathetic Motorways yeah. uh, and his website. He, he, he's he got an article on this, but he also has another little article on a secret motorway, mm-hmm. uh, which is, is really just a spur from the A67M. Mm-hmm. But he has uh, something else there called the a 1058 M. Okay. It's new Coast to me. Road Motorway. I, I, I think he's called it this because it, it's got blue signs on it, but it's just a very, very short spur right. there. So, But for argument's sake, we'll just say there's one motorway there that we're talking about. Yeah. You know? So, in terms of statistics, then, okay. um, for Newcastle, we could say that there's probably just about a mile or so of urban motorway yes, um, um, within the city centre. And that double deck section we were talking about skirts around the north and northeast of the city centre and eventually mm-hmm. takes you across the Tyne Bridge. You know, the motorway yeah. ends just prior to the north to the Tyne Bridge at That's the north right. side of it, and you, you then you cross the river on an A road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's a very short stretch of motorway. It's dual two lane, mm-hmm. but it doesn't all have hard shoulder. No, I don't think hardly any of it yeah. does. To and be the honest slip with you. road lengths are very short and very substandard when it comes to motorway classification. You don't have a lot of time to to merge with other traffic. No, you you certainly not. And there's a. Do you remember when we were down there? You were talking about short slips. Yeah. There was a shit. You know, there's a slip that's so short. Yeah. That they actually shut it, and that's the one that goes off um, Camden Street. Oh yes, next you to remember? the university. Yeah, we yeah. walked up it, and it's all ga- gated off. Yeah, uh, and and that was an incredibly short merge yeah. that you had there. So um, was that closed for safety reasons? And just, I think so yeah. because it, on on the actual slip road itself, the and there's a stub there as well where it was a you know the the road was meant to continue, um, but lane one, um, you basically going onto a giveaway line. Right, and yeah, lane so. two would take you down the ramp, you know, but they they've shut it. Yeah, so. I mean that's that's no good from from an urban motorway point of view. It's really it's mm. it's not very effective. Um, so Newcastle, mm-hmm. yeah, they had grand plans. Had they built everything, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it would have been pretty um, impressive. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. And it uh, gets away with it though, Stuart, because yeah. they've got the A1 bypass. Now I know the A1 bypass was inadequate. 
from when it was built because yeah. it was only dual two lane and they've recently done a lot of works there. Well, around about Gateshead, yeah, to, at the to, Metro Centre. To mm-hmm. make it three with narrow narrow lanes and things like that. But you, you're right, it, it's a very limited system. They only built yeah. a little of it. I guess that's something that we should point out. The uh, Newcastle strategic traffic from north to south mm-hmm. is... Uh, bypassed around the west of the city on the E1 and the E1M. That was only, though, in the 1990s, yeah. because before that, it used to take what was basically the now the A19 and have to go through the Tyne Tunnel. Of course, yeah, and up the east side of the city centre and around the north. And, that's yeah, right. You then rejoined the E1 north of Newcastle, didn't you? Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that's a good point. So, yeah, but at the moment, strategic traffic doesn't really need to go anywhere near the city if it's not going there. Yeah, I mean, there's another motorway, um, a spur from at the south of Newcastle called the A194M. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's where it's split. So you can take the the A1 as the bypass, yep. or you can take this to go towards the, the city centre, and then you have the choice of going towards the Tyne Tunnel. Yeah. So is that built though to urban standards? I seem to recall that being more a rural. No, it's a rural rural motorway, and um, it it it, it peters out where it meets the A A um, A184. You know, yeah. it's quite interesting to note here all the roads numbers starting with one, with one yeah. because you're in the one region. You're in that one region, yep. Which is just funny because you just go north of the border and you're instantly into the um, the six or the seven. Yeah. I remember region, we you know? spoke about those regions back in one of the early podcasts. We did we, about how, yeah. how all that numbering works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a point to make here as well. We're talking about urban motorways and rural yeah. motorways. Someone made the point recently in one of our social media posts that mm-hmm. you can't say something's rural when there's a motorway near it well that's not true and we pointed out to them that there are standards for what are known as rural motorways so that's motorways like the m74 that go through miles and miles and miles of open space in the countryside that are built to specific standards of typically 70 miles an hour large spacings between junctions mm-hmm. think m74 between proper junction 14 res. and 15 where you've got 13 miles between junctions as john says proper central reservation rural characteristics probably not lit except in, you know, rare circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, probably long, long straights, not many mm-hmm. curves, that kind of thing. That's That would be a rural motorway. An urban motorway, on the other hand, has slip roads and junctions that are very close together, typically less than a mile. Um, mm-hmm. It will have maybe a 50 mile an hour speed limit. Or less. Or less. Because Newcastle one, mm-hmm. I think, is 40. Yep. There will be buildings that are on either side of the carriageway. It might have a very narrow central reservation that's paved mm-hmm. rather than grassed or, or, or chipped. It will have urban signage. It will have lighting. It will have, you know, it will have all these things that just separates it from yeah. a rural motorway. And that's where Glasgow is slightly different to the others because when you come into the conurbation, the motorway basically becomes urban in nature and character, yeah. and parts of the M77, with, with the M80, and, and the M74 are the same, uh, and then it all changes again when you're kicked out. These yeah. other ones that have rural characteristics, that's why we're able to you know, distinguish between Glasgow and others. Mm-hmm. But that section we spoke about for Newcastle in the city centre, yeah. that's the urban bit. Yes. Okay. And similarly in Leeds... Mm-hmm. And Leeds is probably more like Glasgow than any of the other ones. Because of the cut and cover kind of yeah. nature. And there was they some of that in Newcastle. And in a ring road yes. that was designed to urban motorway standards. Now, originally it was conceived of as being an urban dual carriageway, an all-purpose road. But at some point towards the construction phase, they decided that it should be special road 
have special status, as we discussed in one of the earlier podcasts about road classification. It was going to be a special road with restrictions on the type of traffic that could use it. Mm-hmm. But what they didn't do was they didn't increase the scope of it to more match those urban motorways, you know. So it's only dual two lanes in each direction. Mm-hmm. There are some lane gains and drops that come on and go off. Um, but again, it's not full motorway. There's not a lot of hard shoulder. And those slip road lengths are actually quite short. Mm-hmm. And in common with most of the other cities in Britain, the system was supposed to be much larger than it ultimately ended up. Yeah. That said, Leeds does have other motorways that pass close to the city centre but don't enter it. Thinking the M62, the yeah. M1... The what's the little spur one? Yeah, that there's goes the spur in. one Is that goes M- out. Ah, yes, the M six two one. The M six two one, and the number for the Leeds inner ring road itself is the E. There's two. Yep. There's the A sixty four M. Yep. And the A fifty eight M. Yep. So combined, they make up that whole part of the kind of inner ring road. Now they are both built to urban standards, mm-hmm. but again, combined, there's maybe only about three, four, five miles worth of the carriageway. Is, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crescent shaped the way it goes around mm-hmm. the city and a heck of a lot of it's in cover cut and cover yeah you you, you mentioned i mean when i when i seen you last year was um you said it was very difficult to take photos of yeah there weren't many good vantage points on it no now this moves me on to another topic and we can maybe combine this where we we're talking about newcastle and so on. see the aesthetics of these roads now we know in glasgow um holford's were appointed yeah. as consulting uh, architect yeah yeah with these things and that's why we have these these uh nice kind of pre you know uh act aggregate finishes yep. on walls and the way things are landscaped did you see similar themes um or pick up on anything to try and make it look a bit better yeah i should at that point we should go back to newcastle because it's a it's a valid point to me mm. newcastle no very rough very concrete very basic very plain mm-hmm. uh, a lot of bare concrete finish uh, very basic signage bog standard lighting you know nothing particularly exciting leeds was interesting Mm-hmm. The original inner ring road section, so where there's a lot of cut and cover, yeah. and that's one place where it does beat Glasgow hands down. There's a lot of it is covered over. Um, again, though, a lot of bare concrete walls, uh, no panels on them, nothing like that, no artwork, nothing exciting. Where I did notice, though, where it was a bit better was in the more modern stretches to the south and the southeast of the city centre, where some of the more uh, the more modern flyovers, they had some profiled finishes on the, mm-hmm. the slopes and on the walls and things like that that just made it a bit nicer. When you say modern, what age do you think these 1990s, are? 1990s, yeah. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around the south and southeast of the city. So that was a bit more attractive. Uh, you know, nicer to look at painted finish in colours that aren't typical highway colours, you know, rather than greys and whites. They had some pastel shade reds and some blues and things like that. It just, it just made it look slightly different to mm. what you would expect. And they had some nice, uh, sort of a nice featured designs to some of the bridges and the flyovers as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was nice. So in that regard, some of the newer stuff in Leeds, yeah, pretty good and very much to urban standards, mm-hmm. but not particularly wide. Okay. You know, like dual two with some occasional third lanes going on and uh, often. It's hard to ask this at the moment because we don't have traffic levels back to what they were. But uh, I mean, I don't recall it being congested when I was on it. I was on it maybe about three or four years ago now. Yeah. But I think Leeds does have a bit of a problem with congestion. And does it? Ringo, because it's yeah. got a fantastic um, city centre loop. Mm-hmm. What's this? They call the city centre one-way loops. That's right. It's like they this have, one-way system. They also have that, which complements the motorway system nicely. It's kind of like those distributor roads that run alongside the motorway in Glasgow. You mm-hmm. know, it just allows you to get around the, 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 
the whole loop, and that's again that's something that Leeds has done much better than Glasgow. So they have mm. to be they have to be applauded for that in terms of getting about, and it has junction numbers as well that surface street um, mm-hmm. system. Um, but Leeds is actually going through a, a sort of modernisation phase on its inner ring road at the moment, and one of the flyovers has been demolished. Um, they're rebuilding it. Um, oh, so they're not removing it. Not removing it. They're oh. rebuilding it. Yeah, <laughs> as is the case with a lot of sixty structures, mm-hmm. the maintenance aspects of them are not always the greatest. They're not easy to maintain, and I'm guessing some some in Leeds have had some issues. So they're replacing the flyover, um, and it's two years of work that's ongoing at the moment. The council are leading that down there, the city council. So they're doing a lot of work. Uh, so the weekend when I was there, the congestion was horrendous because there's weekend closures on it. Uh, but I think, and I seem to recall that there is some pinch points on the Leeds system. So these. This urban motorway, as I understand, the M8 and the M74. I mean, they're maintained by the Scottish government. Yeah, yeah. Are these maintained by Highways England uh, in the same way that Transport Scotland do, or are they local authority? It appeared to me that there was a mix of both. Uh, there's elements of each um, there. So Highways England involved in like the 621, for example, coming yeah. in from the south, and obviously on the M1. But uh, the city council having more of an involvement in the uh, the urban motorway, yeah, and the urban yeah. motorway okay. side of things, kind of like the way Glasgow used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, since we moved on, and again in that one of the earlier podcasts, you know, recently we spoke about uh, classification of who maintains what. You know, so to mm-hmm. listen to that if you if you want to know. So Leeds is an interesting character. It didn't have a lot of overhead gantry signage, um, like we would see say in Glasgow, like tra- urban traffic control. Um, but it did have signage built into the edges of bridges and things like that. So mm-hmm. it was backlit signage. I found that quite attractive. Um, it was obviously like acrylic original. backlit yeah. signage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously original. Uh, whether it was still working, I'm not sure because I wasn't on the road at night, unfortunately. Was there um, max sites, matrix units, anything yeah, like oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some of that, but not a lot of overhead gantries, as I, mm-hmm. as I said. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, like I said, it's been a while since I, I was at these, and I certainly th- found it was okay. Just limited yeah you know it was a, a bypass to the city center and i suppose it might keep things pretty quiet but it's always quite good when you can bury these things and that's what they yeah. do yeah and i mean even in newcastle the, the footprint of it in newcastle because it's double deck is far mm. you know far lower than it would be if they had just built it side yeah, by side i was fine with those ones you didn't notice they were there mm-hmm. they weren't there because they're not particularly big they're not particularly yeah. wide there's another road in newcastle uh not a motor called the gateshead highway do you remember that thing Oh yes, that, this was an yeah. urban dual grade separated dual carriageway. Yeah. It had this peculiar junction where you took the slip roads yeah. to fly over, mm-hmm. and you took the main line to go That's down right. to the roundabout. And remember, remember, I made that wrong, and you were really cross. Uh, and you're like, "What are you doing? No, no, no! You take the slips to go straight on." And well, that's a bit idiosyncratic. That so was, yeah, that was madness. Yeah, yeah and the, the Gateshead Highway was was interesting, you know. So this, these were, you know, while not necessarily motorways, they do have some other interesting roads yeah. in them. And you know, likewise, uh, Washington, um, and Tyne and Weir, um, the new town down in the northeast of England, it has a fantastic urban uh, road Washington, system. Washington, well. really? Yeah, it's got a great urban uh, system. It's a road. It's all typical all-purpose dual carriageway, but it's fantastic. All grade separated. I did um, not know this. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one to, to visit. I know that Halifax and, has apparently got a very good one yeah. called the Burdock Way, right. and I've always wanted to visit that, and that's kind of elevated structures yeah. and everything going about. And another one that does is Telford. It also has a great oh, urban you system. You visited Telford yeah, as well, I've been you? there as well. So It's another new town. None yeah. of these are motorways, so they don't, yeah. you know, they're not being considered here, but, you know, there are good examples of urban road systems across the UK as well. You know, mm-hmm. It's not all bad. It's not all bad. Uh, at that point, Manchester. Manchester. So when were we last in Manchester? It was a, a oh, little while ago now. Yes, that's a few yeah. years since you and I 
were in Manchester. And again, we went road exploring. But I, I always got the impression you knew much more about the Manchester road system than I. Uh, not particularly. I mean, I can go and have a look at the map. So Manchester is one of these places. It's 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 got a. It's the only city in the UK that's got a complete um, orbital motorway. Yeah. You know, and I know the M25 around London, but actually it goes all purpose over Dartford. Yeah, so it's the M60 motorway which orbits um, Manchester, and that was actually only completed around about the year 2000. But the the last parts of it. Sorry, one other point I should make. Okay. About Leeds before we do move on. Strategic traffic, like in Newcastle, doesn't need to go through Leeds. It uses the A1M or the Mm -hmm. M1 uh, or the M62. You know, so your east-west, north-south traffic doesn't need to go anywhere near the city centre, yeah. just like in Newcastle. Okay, well, they, they, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which means that it, it, it's it's not like Glasgow no. where you've got strategic traffic going through. So you've got the M60 in Manchester, which is its ring road, like yep. an incredibly busy road. But we're not going to talk too much about that. No. Uh, the uh, urban motorway part. Well, there's the M602, which is the continuation really of the M62 as you go beyond the the inner ring road and start heading towards um, like Salford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, towards the city centre, and that's quite urban in nature, in some ways. Although the junctions are quite far apart, going beyond that, you actually get then you know in towards the city centre. This is where the the urban motorway is, and this is an elevated urban motorway known as the Mancunian Way, and it's the A fifty seven M. You know, you we know, know this the one. one. Yep. You, we went mm-hmm. on this. We right? went on this, and yep. it's what I always found quite striking about this one is it's really high up. When you're on it, and it's got these wonderful little stubs on it where you can see it was meant to go. Now I don't know too much about the master plan of what they actually planned. We we've got this this document. What was it now? Is it the Selnick? Yeah. So there was the South East Lancashire North East Cheshire Transportation Study, and that had all these things in it. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a good document that showed you what the, that Manchester actually had a lot of urban motorway plans, but only this Mancunian way got built. Now on the other side of the city. Um, there is a road called the M67. That's it. And that's the Hyde motorway that goes out that way. And that, you can very much see that was meant to be the, the, the kind of eastern end. Um, the, that was the east kind of approach to the city. And you can see the, the stubs for flyovers going through there. So it's very, very interesting. But no, the, the urban motorway there it really just skirts around the south of the, the kind of city centre boundary. It's basically non-existent. And, I mean, it's hardly worth it even being it. Again, part of these grand plans, as you said, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, chopped in the 70s when, when things started to change. Um, it does, looking at it, it does a very good job. I mean, if you want to go through the city centre and out the other side for some reason, the Mancunian Way is your friend. Yeah. The only thing is, I know, in the last couple of years, it's been blighted with roadworks from the surface streets. Yeah. There's been, there's been lots of works going on um, yeah. underneath. As you say, you can loop the city centre easily using the, the <clears throat> excuse me, the A57, mm-hmm. but the M aspect of it is what? Mile long? Mile and a half long? Something mile like that? Long. Yeah. Barely. It's not. It's not much, and that really is it. Um, Stuart, from your your recollection, remember what were the the aesthetics that you found from this motorway? What did you think of it? Manchester doesn't do too badly when it comes to aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some original features in there that are fairly attractive, but they've also added things as well through the years. So, like in the six hundred two, which I would say is fairly urban in nature, mm-hmm. I would say it's an I would classify that as an urban motorway because mm-hmm. of the way it comes in. It runs parallel to a railway line and various other things. Um, that has some nice wall panelling and stuff like that that just makes it just look a bit more attractive. Mm-hmm. Not just so much bare concrete finish. 
Uh, so I think Manchester does slightly better. Also, underneath some of their flyovers in A57M, there's you know there's some landscaped areas and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. they're just slightly better looking on the eye. Um, but again, and, and I will say this: it is the the urban motorway with the best views. You do get some wonderful views up there. You know, when you're particularly on these elevated sections, um, looking over the city centre because it is quite high up. And Manchester, especially over the last kind of ten years, has got a cracking skyline, hasn't it? It has, and you know? and that's where and that that would win it for Manchester. The views over the city centre yeah, because you see you see some of those skyscrapers that they're building down there. They're really tall buildings, be it the the hotels mm-hmm. or the new student accommodation and office blocks. Really, mm. really, really nice to look at. And you know what? Very well maintained, very tidy, very clean. Uh, that was always my experience. What, the road itself? The road itself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's very, very nice. And yeah, oh, some of those, we're just actually taking a look because we took some photos when we were when we were there. Uh, I do remember that. It was it was a nice little trip along there. So yeah, it does a job. Um, it's got some gantry signage on it. But not so much in an urban control, urban traffic control no, kind of way. it's kind of like pretty standard stuff. Yeah. But it's got all those classic urban motorway characteristics with just a, a rail going down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> you and, know. But no hard shoulder. No hard shoulder, dual two lane. Uh, I'm not. I can't recall what the speed limit was on it, Stuart. If it was a fifty or it was a sixty or not or, or, or less than that, I can't remember. Let's just have a have a quick look. Uh, yeah. See here because it will be. Isn't Google Street View a wonderful thing? <laughs> just having having a look there. I um I'm trying to remember when when. When I was in Manchester last, I remember avoiding the Mancunian Way because of the traffic and the roadworks. There was a lot of works, yeah. When when we were on it originally, when we purposefully went there to visit it, it was actually um, it was it was relatively free flow. It was. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what what it's like at I peak think, time. I think Manchester is a city that struggles with congestion. Yeah, it was an interpeak um, weekday. I think when we yeah. were there, I think it was a Monday. It's a 50 limit, incidentally, 50 mile an hour mm. um, in Manchester. Do you know what it reminds me of? Clydeside Expressway in a lot of ways. It has that real look about it. Yeah, it, 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 bit of Finiston. It feels quite elevated, and you've got all these modern buildings at like the Hydro and the Sky Park and all these things. It, it feels a lot like that. You know? Yeah, it does. It, I'd say it's it feels much more like an expressway type road than a, than a motorway. But Manchester again, it's got a relatively good suburban rail network. It's also got a tram network as well. Yeah, they've got Metrolink, which is, in my opinion, the best light rail system in Europe. Do you th- I love oh, Metrolink. Oh yeah, no, this got this got um, flogged to death uh, a few podcasts ago, wasn't it? Because we were talking about goods. Good metro systems, and um, you know, I always thought that Newcastle's one, a time and where metro was particularly good. But it, it's got a very good public transport system as well, so you don't really need to drive in the city centre. No, really. you don't really, you because don't you've really. got the orbital motorway, and then you've got these these good systems with the uh, the metro. Yeah, you know, so and it, it links very well with the conurbation in Manchester. You know, you can mm-hmm. go to, you know, you can go reasonably far out on Metrolink. You can go yeah. to all the main features: Old Trafford, uh, Salford. Keys, yeah. uh, you know the travel shopping centre, and and out to commuter towns round about. You know, what it's, is it? It's, it's a tram, isn't it's it? It's a tram system. It's a light mm. rail system. Yeah, right through the city centre. They added a new line through the city centre recently. Um, it's very well used. It's very cheap to use. Mm. It's a good example of well run, well managed, well used public transport in Britain. 
Yeah, it's very up and coming place, Manchester. Oh, yeah. I, did, did, I did think that about it. Nice yeah. city. I really, really like it. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a huge Manchester fan. Mm. So you spent quite a lot of time there when you were when you were younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I love Manchester. It's a, a great place to go. Great yeah. place to visit. And I think uh, it will score very highly when we go over these at the end and we give them all scores. <laughs> you know, Good they all stuff. have their all. They all have things about them that. Is, yeah, you know, it's nice. It's just so far, Stuart. We've been looking at. As you say, a, a kilometre and a half, a couple of kilometre kind yeah. of systems, not networks, but but roads that don't really go anywhere. Not connected to anything, not taking you anywhere, you know. You know, yeah. handy for certain purposes. This, this but continuous, it. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, where's next on our tour of the UK and urban motorways? I think the next obvious place would be Birmingham. Okay. Uh, Birmingham's an interesting one. So Birmingham has a lot of motorways meeting there. So we've got the M5 and the M6 that meet in Birmingham. Um, but for the urban aspect of it, there is what comes off the infamous Junction 6, which is uh, Gravelly Hill, or it's known as Spaghetti Junction, is the A38M. Now, the A38M is one of these r- rare examples of a, a single carriageway motorway, and it has a tidal flow system on it. So I'll explain how tidal flow works. So I believe it's seven lanes wide and it doesn't have a central reservation. And it has overhead gantry signage. Um, And what they do in the peak is they have four lanes going into the city centre with one lane shut off as like a central reserve and then two lanes going out. And then they flip it. And this works very well. I'm surprised it still works from a safety point of view, but it does. It works incredibly well and this road is known as the Aston Expressway and this takes you from the M6 towards the city centre yeah and it's a very it is a very urban road Mm -hmm. it is motorway classification but the fact that it's only a single carriageway kind of lets it down but but yeah but it's it's tidal flow you know so you still got that capacity of a dual carriageway road yeah, but you look at it. I mean, it's not a country lane. You've got you no know, fewer than three lanes in each direction at any one time. Yeah, well, that's what they do. The neutral point then is, is you, if you look in the middle, they use a kind of red asphalt down the down the very middle lane. Yeah. Uh, if you're going kind of left to right, that would be lane four. Yeah. Uh, and that's what that's what they go down. But eventually, but no hard shoulders. But no hard shoulders, no. Uh, but it has overhead gantry signage with your red X's and your your green arrows and everything like that. It does, and it has nice painted features mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, the walls are... Don't they look familiar? Yeah, the walls look, you know, they're okay. Yeah. They're not as bare and and barren and drab looking as uh, Newcastle and Leeds. Yeah. They have a bit of a profile about them, so they're a wee bit more attractive. The bridges are all right. It has that kind of Charing Cross Canyon-y feel about yes. it, you know, so the section in front of the Mitchell Library. It does have that kind of feel about it. And you know what? This is probably more impressive than what's in front of the Mitchell Library, John. Yeah, I would say because just with the number it's, of lanes and the way it's built and it's oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, and it's 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 consistently sunk down. If you know what I mean, uh, it's no nobody knows it's it's there really. You just it's 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 nice. It is a big concrete canyon, and it's. I mean, it's a huge canyon. It's basically yeah. just cut right through. It's beautiful, um, you know, absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, some would disagree. No, uh, but it is. I mean, it's beautiful in the sense of civil engineering. Yeah. You know, it's it's actually really impressive. What what happens with this road though is it just becomes the A thirty eight. So it kind of Birmingham is an interesting story. Is that they they had 
not quite urban motorways, but they did have um, kind of urban expressways, grade separated expressways, yeah. uh, like an inner ring road that went around the city. Now they vandalised these in the nineties. They started ripping them out um, because you know th- there was a feeling that these were were eyesores and they created a boundary to the, like a concrete collar. I think it was described as, and particularly where you see that that kind of ring road that goes round that was turned into a, a boulevard. Instead, so dual carriageway, but at grade junctions and stuff like that. But speaking about this, this A38, that actually goes into the city, and then it becomes. I think they call them the Queensway tunnels, and they go under the city. Yeah, and I, I like those. Again, they're all air road. They're not mm-hmm. motorway, but mm-hmm. they are impressive features. And I love driving along that, snaking through all those tall buildings, yes. down through one tunnel and then up again and then down into another one. Very impressive, very, very urban. Very like Limehouse Link. Yeah, oh yes. Oh, that, that's, ah, that's fantastic a... road in London. <laughs> if anyone's never used, they really need to. It's the most expensive road in Britain, yeah. Limehouse yeah. Link. Yeah, yeah. very Wolfram. impressive underpass mm-hmm. uh, and tunnel system there. Uh, yeah, painted blue walls on that A-road, John, but again, not motorway, um, but fairly, fairly impressive. But it's unusual. I mean, to me, you know, looking at the photographs we have here, and we we just got the photographs up while we're doing this podcast because yeah. we, you know we've not got we're not superhuman. No. We have to look at some of these <laughs> things. But you're you're right. It's um, it looks almost a bit like a construction site, like like hoarding. Yeah. Um, either side of it. So. Yeah. So we've got the A38M coming in, but what's that? About a mile or two long. Yeah. You know. So. Mm, okay. It's not much, but unfortunately, the thing is that Birmingham has always been a very motoring-friendly city. Yeah, Uh, lots of cars we made there, and and certainly it was like there was a a famous Bullring roundabout. Yeah, you know uh, this thing here, but they've they've completely revamped that. They've taken away a lot of the grade separation on some of the roads as well. um, Buried other things and stuff like that, but it's it's swung completely in the other direction. It's becoming fiercely anti-car they do not really want people driving in anymore so the future of these things like the queensway tunnels is very much in question yeah, yeah. you know and, and a lot of cities are looking at similar uh similar proposals. But, but have been radical very very radical um you know with it and they in fairness to them they were the first ones in really in the 1990s to go actually let's take some of these roads out that yeah. were put in in the 60s we should point out that the midland links i.e the m6 and the m5 roundabout mm-hmm. birmingham uh, that's right the the Technically, urban motorways as well. They're the, built on stilts, you know. They're up on the, the M6 structures. is very elevated, and they've yeah. got that massive junction between the M5 and the M6, which is a big triangle interchange yeah. that they've got there. Yeah. So there are two or three miles worth of you know very urban uh, structure mm. motorway, you know, going through the viaducts and the like. So that's certainly included in Birmingham's overall. But Birmingham does have these, but they're through routes. Yeah. You see, so it's almost similar to Glasgow as well, yeah. where they've got these through routes going through. Now, Birmingham does not have a ring road as such. It has two bypasses I would say uh, forming one way and that's the M6 toll yep. and the M42 yeah. um, that go around uh, you know it, it would be nice to have a complete ring of the city and I think before Birmingham go uh, get too kind of cavalier with ripping the roads out perhaps a study should be done to redirect traffic and bypass traffic a little bit better now there have been many talks to do this um, particularly in constructing a ring road uh, to the west of of the city to actually link up i think it's the m54 and the m6 toll right okay you know but oh, this is this is a good image so sure you brought up the m6 here and it is very you got the pylons running around one side you can see right over the city um and um that's well i mean looking at that that's dual three lane everywhere 
that you've got there, but all very much on Viaduct. And with hard shoulder as and well. With hard shoulder, yeah. One way in which it doesn't feel just so urban mm-hmm. is that the junctions are fairly well spaced out on that section. You know, they're mm-hmm. not you know, they're not every half mile, every quarter mile. Um, you know, so although you're on an elevated viaduct and it has urban characteristics, it doesn't have the very close together junctions that can cause you yeah. know. A they're lot of huge well. those viaducts, and as far as I know, they're a maintenance nightmare as well. What's your opinion of Gravelly Hill? I, what's all the fuss about? The spaghetti junction. Yeah, I, that's my. That's my. I, th- I think it's opinion. because it is quite ludicrous from the air looking at it. And if we can we zoom in on that just a second there, just uh, and maybe put the satellite view on. So, as I said earlier, this is Spaghetti Junction, um, and it can. But I, I've seen junctions far more impressive than this, uh, particularly in an international context. Yeah. Uh, I do believe it's just because of what it's really trying to do. I mean, it's connecting, I think, about five different routes together, um, fully grade separated. Which is good. You know, so you've got complete free flow movements. Is this junction confusing? No, it's no, not. No, not in the slightest. And this has got this thing where it's oh, it's a nightmare. It's totally congested. It's no, it's it's not. I mean, if you if, if you follow the signs, it's all just slip roads, really. Uh, I can think of far worse roundabouts on local roads than than Gravelly Hill. So Spaghetti Junction, very very impressive. It's also got a canal running underneath it, um, which was another challenge for when they were constructing it. But um, it's one of these ones that oh, Stuart, can you go back down on the map there? If you get a chance, uh, south, south, uh, yep, and go up again. There's an unusual roundabout junction. See that junction there? That's the one where the slip roads are on the wrong way round. And I believe if if you look, uh, what number of junction is that, Stuart? That's junction seven. Junction seven of the M6 is a is a is a, a three level roundabout interchange or stackabout. But one of the things here is the east-facing slips are absolutely fine, but the west-facing slips are are within the bowl of the roundabout. And I believe this was done to save space. I can see that they're looking at it now. I'm not a junction designer by yeah. any stretch, but I can see the, uh, I can see how they've the done lot, that to try exactly. and save space. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's an unusual one. It's an unusual. Is there any other kind of things about Birmingham? You think? I mean, we're talking very holistically about the whole conurbation here. But anything else you want to say about that Aston Expressway or anything? Not so much about the expressway. Again, a lot of the motorways about there because they're so busy. You know, like the M42 and the M40 and all these other motorways that come very close to Birmingham. Although they're not necessarily urban motorways, they, they feel urban in nature just because of how busy they are, because of how wide they are, and, you know, that sort of thing. But, again, it's it's carrying strategic traffic, and it's not actually going too close to the city centre. No. You know, it's kind of skirting around the yeah. east or whatever. And the so M5 it's different. Is it is, it's different. It's, a, it's yeah. a different game. It's almost quite similar to Glasgow that yeah, way. Yeah, it is. You know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, but just down the road we have Coventry. Now, yeah. Coventry doesn't have. Um, presuming you're you're finished talking about Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. I just want to chuck in an honorary mention here. Uh, Coventry has the most fantastic in a ring road. That little yeah. racetrack. Yeah. You've yeah. got that goes around. Oh, it's wonderful. And as soon as you come on on one junction, you're straight off on the other. Yeah. And it's all all grade separated apart from one. Which is an at-grade roundabout, which is the kind of the start and the end. Only thing that lets it down. I know, and we filmed it as yep. well, didn't we? Remember that with the, the, the camera we had set up? Yep. Gosh, that, it, was, that was good. It's a yeah. shame it's not a motorway because 
It would be... I think even the standards. That was actually built... I think that was built in the 50s. That was the 50s, wasn't it? It was probably yeah. one of the first real urban roads Co- we had. Coventry was an ideal like blank canvas for this yeah. sort of thing because it got bombed very heavily. And there was a, a big thing to... From the Second World War, that is, and, and to 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 redevelop the whole thing, so yeah. they made this. It's always easy when you're road. starting from scratch. And yeah. you know what? It keeps all the traffic out of the city centre. Yeah. It's got lots of car parks and things on the outside. Mm-hmm. The junctions are numbered and so on. It works perfectly. Yeah, you know, and people in Coventry, from from what I hear, are reasonably defensive about it. They are. They they do. Good. They don't mind it. Yeah, you know, um, they've done some some great work on the Coventry Ring Road at one of the junctions a few years ago, where they remodelled it. It's still grade separated. Yeah, but they I think they re- maybe removed one or two of the links and they put it all in cut and cover. Okay. Yeah. So they, re- they good idea. The, the thing is with that that ring road, it, yes, it is a barrier. Yeah. So yeah. they've done this to reduce that being a barrier, but mm. it's a very highly functional road and just a, a sh- lot of fun. Shame it's not a motorway. Shame it's not a motorway, yeah. otherwise we would talk about it more. Okay, so let's... Is it scoring time? It's scoring time. <laughs> it's scoring time. Okay. And I... and Well, okay, let, let me just give a brief overview of Glasgow's urban system. Right? Sure. So, so what would be classified as urban motorway in Glasgow would be from... We'll go from west to east. So from... Okay. So nowadays, from Junction 27... I would I would actually start it at St James. Right. Okay. But initially, originally, the oh, urban right. motorway would have been from Hillington to Bailiston. But yeah. now, because of the nature of what's going on around about it, yeah. you probably could take it out as far as St James. I, and there are urban characteristics. Oh, certainly. I mean, the the, the slip roads and everything are very close together yeah. in there, and the, yeah. the structures and and the nature. No hard shoulders mm-hmm. and elevated and yeah. lit and you name it. Yeah. All those, all the tick boxes. Okay. You know? right. So for the consideration of this exercise, <laughs> we will consider uh, the Glasgow Glasgow urban system to be from St James Interchange, yeah. all the way through to Bailiston Interchange. Mm-hmm. East of Bailiston, it's a rural motorway. There's, there's no denying mm-hmm. that. I, the M74 completion, yep. so from Kingston out to Fullerton Road, is mm-hmm. urban in nature. Yeah. Uh, Fullerton Road to Maryville Interchange is semi-urban, semi-rural. So I'm not going to include that. That's at this the. Time. Uh, that's a bit that goes past the dump. For, past the, the dump. S- the smelly yep. bit. Yeah, the smelly yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, the M77 from Plantation out to Junction Three at Nets Hill. Yeah. Is urban. urban. Yep. And the M80 steps bypass mm-hmm. from Junction 1 from Proven out to Rub Royston. Yeah, is only the short section. Yeah, there. so that is really the extent of the Glasgow urban motorway mm-hmm. system. But you know what, Stuart? All those urban motorways are connected to something. Yeah. Another motorway. They are. They Their are own continuous motorways. motorway links. Yeah. Now, if you were to compare, say, Glasgow to, to Leeds or Manchester, where there's bits and sections of it. Manchester, think of it this Newcastle, way. Yeah. That would be like having the bit of motorway through the city centre, say from Townhead round to Kingston, mm-hmm. and then you're having to join Paisley Road West and going out on that road for a while and then rejoining the motorway at Hillington. It's almost mm-hmm. as if they say they didn't build the Renfrew motorway in Glasgow or the Monkland yeah. motorway and you would bits missing. Could All you... these other cities are kind of like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Could you imagine? But then again... You know, that might have happened if history was different and they did start building these things and they went, yeah. oh, hold the bus, yeah. build a bypass. Yeah. Now, the important you thing know? to note about mm-hmm. the M8 um, through Glasgow in particular, through the city centre, is that it's not just a bypass, it's also a distributor. The M8 through Glasgow has two roles. Now, typically a motorway is a distributor or a bypass. Yeah. So if you think of the A1M going round about Newcastle, for example, I think a, I think it's just A1 it's A1M right at the south, but yeah. then it's A1 yeah, so going around. Yeah. That's a bypass, 
Okay. Yeah. In Manchester, you've got the M60. It's a bypass. The Pre- Preston. Uh, we got the M6. Yeah. Leeds. It's a bypass. You yep. know. Um, so many. So in Glasgow, because of the nature of Glasgow, where it sits in the country, mm. you know, it's between major points of interest. So we have our ports and things in the west towards Greenock, mm-hmm. and we have Edinburgh and other parts of the central belt in the east. So traffic has to go, if it's going east to west, Glasgow kind of sits in the middle of that, so the traffic has to go through it. Now, we mm-hmm. know the plans were for more outer bypasses and the like, but the M8 is fairly unique in the sense that it's acting in two roles, distributing traffic across the conurbation, but also bypassing traffic away from the city centre. Yeah. So it's doing what the Coventry Ring Road does, yes. but as a motorway that's also carrying strategic traffic. It's yeah. this mix, which is why you get congestion on it, though. Yeah. Is this mix of this this local traffic yeah. that's using it, um, strategic and long t- traffic and interregional traffic as yeah. well. That's quite a mix. So there's a lot of miles of urban motorway. You think of the distance from St James to Bailston and uh, yeah, you know, I, even the M67. It's irrefutable. It, yeah. it does have more miles yeah. um, than any of these put together. Very closely spaced junctions. Think of the distance between junction 17 and 18. They're basically right on top of one another. There, there's Fif- a distance between them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 15 and 16, 18 and 19. All yeah. very, very, very close together. Even 14 and 15, 14 to 13. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all half a mile if, you know, if you're lucky. And that, that is a very yeah. urban thing. Central reservation, all paved. High mass lighting, overhead gantry signage with traffic control. Urban. Glasgow mm-hmm. is, without a doubt, mm-hmm. the most impressive urban motorway system in Britain. Yeah. I don't think anybody could dispute Only- that. I agree. From a, from a traffic from a point traffic of view. and engineering and, and yeah. point of view, yeah, yeah, certainly. Now there there have been, of course, Stuart is a you know to play a bit of devil's advocate. Is that some people don't see that as the best thing no. uh, in a city is to have um, this very uh, encouraging environment and infrastructure for cars to come into the city centre and stuff like that. But it has served the city very well. That's where the bypass role comes in. And, yes, and, and it's important because it's taking traffic out of the city centre. Exactly. So Edinburgh, for example, historic city centre and things like that, it, it, it is well served by the Edinburgh city by the poor Edinburgh city bypass, yeah. as we've spoken about before, is yeah, a yeah. very busy road. But yeah. could you imagine Edinburgh without it? Yeah, exactly. It would you be know. very difficult uh, to move things, and it's not about private transport necessarily. It's about movement of goods, movement of transport, all these sorts supplements. Of things. But, uh, public transport with its park and rides yeah. too. So, yeah. Now I'm going to score. Okay. These other systems. You're going to score. I'm okay. going to score them, right? Because they, they, they all have good things. So if you look at the traffic engineering and the functionality and just the general efficiency of the system, I think Glasgow comes out on top. Mm-hmm. Now, Glasgow's not perfect, as we've spoken about, because you've got bottlenecks in Glasgow as a result of Unbuilt. things not being built. So mm-hmm. the fact we've only got dual two-lane motorway through Charing Cross, but still with hard shoulders, mm-hmm. that isn't as impressive, say, as the tidal flow of the A30M going exactly. in and out of Birmingham. Or even the Leeds Inner Ring Road where it's all two lanes, so you don't or have the bottleneck. Or it's all cut, a lot of it's cut, cut and cover. Cut. So you it's know. not creating that barrier between communities or sides of the city centre. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so Glasgow, from the traffic engineering and functionality point of view, I'd probably say 7 out of 10. Okay. Okay. Going to Newcastle, from a traffic engineering point of view, actually, it works not too badly. Because it's got the bypass yeah. and it has the Tyne Tunnels. Yeah. They've also recently grade-separated the junction just north of the uh, the Tyne Tunnels. So m- most of the, the junctions in the in the kind of 
what you could call the kind of interregional routes within yeah. the conurbation are grade separate. It works. I agree. Yeah, it, it works. works. So it would score well on that. But what lets it down for me is the fact that it's such a short length. Mm-hmm. It's ugly. It's, it is ugly. It's not nice to look at at all. Yeah. Um, and it kind of just dumps you on streets. On streets, and you go across the bridge, and then you're then back on a, you know, you're back in the substrate system. I would give Newcastle probably a four or a yeah. five out of ten. Mm, if I was pushed, I would if go we're talking five. about just the motorway aspect of it, four, maybe yeah. as a city in total, maybe a bit more, but mm-hmm. four. I mean, I, I was kind of a blink and you miss it, kind it, of it and it is ugly. It's not nice. It's not nice. It's yeah. not nice. Leeds, on the other hand, hmm. nice, lots of cut and cover, yeah. hiding it away. Um, it doesn't work just so well on the traffic point of view because it is only dual two. It doesn't have hard shoulders. It's very short, substandard slip roads. But you know what? I would probably give that a five or a six. Five or a six. Yeah, maybe even a I, six. I'd agree. Good use of cut and cover um, mm-hmm. in Leeds. You know, so it's yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it is. It's it's short. It's short. It ties in with other aspects of the it's road a nice system, bypass which is good. for the, the city centre in some ways. And it links in well with some of the other roads around about, which is a mm. good thing as well, which would be why I would give it the six. So like Glasgow, it's good that you can get yeah. across easily. Uh, Manchester. Manchester, I'm going to, I would score probably... Maybe okay, like, it looks it looks all right, doesn't it? It Wonderful looks views, okay. well-maintained, yeah. but short. Yeah. Very it's, short. It's an inverted version of Leeds in some ways. Yeah. So rather yeah. than being depressed, it's elevated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So I would, I would probably, Manchester would probably be hovering around about the four as well. Mm-hmm. So like, we, Manchester and Newcastle are kind of, they're kind of level pegging, even mm-hmm. though they're very different yeah. in nature. Uh, Manchester would probably scrape it for me against Newcastle. Yeah. You know, when you think of it like that, Newcastle is probably the bottom of the list. Oh, okay, me. even with its double deck. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> Birmingham, on the other hand, doesn't say they're not interesting. Can no, we just say that? Yeah, just very interesting. A lot of research that people have done into these things is fantastic. Yeah. You know, each so. of these roads have their own interesting and unique characteristics that, from an engineering point of view, or from a social history point of view, or any of these things are very interesting roads. Mm. And this is just a, a John and Stuart exercise to exactly. try and compare them against Glasgow, which, of course, we're always going to have a slight slant of bias, of bias against mm. others. Yeah, but the way we've discussed this and the way we've based it is Glasgow having this complete system and these places, well, they don't not have, having. It's patchwork. You know, it's, it, yeah. we're not totally wrong. No, you know, uh, which moves us on to to Birmingham. To Birmingham. Now, Birmingham <clears throat> is, a, is rather difficult. If we, how would you score just the urban parts of it? So we're talking about the A thirty eight M. Some of those elevated parts of the M six. I would give that a six or a seven. Yeah, because that tidal flow is quite innovative. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, having more capacity dependent on which direction is busier is a really good idea. It's a very American thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have a lot of tidal flow. I believe, or they did have. I, I, I don't know. I'd mm-hmm. have to have to have a look. Um, so it's good. It's, that, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, the look of it is pretty decent. It is just a bit of a canyon, but at least they've made some attempt to brighten it up a bit and make they it have, look they've okay. Got good retaining yeah. walls. Yeah. Yep. But that said, I, Birmingham would kind of be let down by its other urban sections, like on the M5 and the M6, which are just traffic sewers. They're an absolute mm. nightmare. I mean, it's like if you want to go through Birmingham in the peak, you just, oh my the goodness. The thing is, it's funny, is the toll road never really saved the M6. No. If you want to talk about the M6 toll, the M6 toll is a, a rich man's racetrack, really, than yeah. anything, because yeah. it's expensive to it use, but it's also nice that it was like that, because yeah. it means that if you're in a hurry... 
and you want to get through, you can use it and it's always quiet. Oh, yeah. If you're going to London it's and you're like bypassing... It's a luxury motorway. Yeah, you know? <laughs> bypassing Birmingham completely, it's the way to go. There's no denying and, that. But you have to pay for it. You That's the thing. It, yeah. um, so, again, it depends and on the time of day. You know what? I think when it comes to toll roads and, and road user charging, I think it's all or nothing. Mm. You can't have a wee bit told and the rest of it not. If you're going yeah. to get people using it, you either have you, to toll have everything to, yeah. or toll nothing. I, I totally, totally agree with you because people people in this country don't like tolls yeah. on things. So if you made it all charging, then people really wouldn't have a choice and they'd just yeah. accept But the thing is that the fact that, remember, the Erskine Bridge, people yeah. wouldn't use it because it had a toll That's on it. Right. M6 yeah. tolls are saying, that yeah. I'm not doing that. I drive 99% of the other roads I drive on a free, yeah. so why would I mm-hmm. pay a toll? It puts people off, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so Birmingham, six out of seven for me, based on the tidal flow and the way it all handles you know, cool. and, and all those free flow links at Spaghetti Junction and things, they're quite impressive. But again, it's the city centre aspect of it is just a tiny wee stretch that doesn't ultimately go anywhere and it chucks well, you onto an A road. It chucks you onto the A road, but that is grade separated it for is. some amount. It yeah. does dive under the city centre, but it's not a motorway, so... Yeah. It's certainly not a motorway system <laughs> on the scale of... It of doesn't Alaska. up the score, but yeah. yes, I suppose it does connect to that. Yeah, so. okay. So, are we in agreement then? Would you agree with me that Newcastle perhaps is the least impressive of the... the yeah, I would discussed? say so. It's certainly the shortest uh, out of any of them. Um, redeeming features of it, and I know the double-deck thing's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, yes, I guess it could be useful, north and south. It connects with the Tyne Bridge reasonably well. After that, I'm not too sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, yeah, and Manchester and Leeds are okay. They're, they're, they're all right. They do a good job. They've got mm-hmm. good things about them, bad things about them. So I think it's fair that they're in the middle. And then Birmingham kind of just edging that slightly. Because it's got more blue lines. And yeah, then, yeah exactly. and then we would say Glasgow and top, which mm-hmm. perhaps isn't surprising to people listening to this, but I'm hoping at least we've tried to give them well, a, fair, a fair crack of the whip. What I encourage, if people are listening to this pod, especially one where we've been rounding off a lot of road numbers, go on Google Maps, yeah. get, get your A to Z out, go and have a look at the places we've discussed. It's great. That's actually how I got into this subject, was sitting looking at maps. So please please go and do that and see the roads that we're talking about. Yeah, sounds good to me. Good stuff. So that's been slightly different this this time. Ah, uh, so it's you know, been good to, good to talk about other places, but we've kept it relevant to Glasgow in some regards mm-hmm. of, of talking you know, about places and, and comparing them to Glasgow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who knew roads could be so interesting? Who knew, John? You're absolutely right. <laughs> You're absolutely you right. Uh, not a lot else happening with us at the moment, um, as you can understand. Uh, we have. He says, of- as he's surrounded by boxes and boxes of slides. Yes, uh, <laughs> scanning and digitising and cataloguing at the moment because we don't have a lot of uh, public-facing events no, and things on the, on the go. So we're, yeah. we're trying to get through as much new material as we can uh, as we head into the latter half of the year um we intend to do another calendar this year so watch out for that we also have some other exciting merchandise options coming up that's true these well. some of these are really cool yes. that i've seen so uh, it's gonna and, be good and as you can appreciate because the events and things have been off our, our own fundraising uh, has suffered quite a bit this year and the, the problem we have here Stuart, is we're actually getting even more slides as yeah. we've learned lately more people are giving us slides i've also received these some of these slides uh from the fourth road bridge yes as well which, which we're are, working through which yeah. we're working through which is a bit different not Glasgow but they're very very fascinating yeah the thing is we really are struggling with money to digitize these because it's so slow when yeah. we do this but there there is a way we have discovered through through better equipment and through better processes yeah. but we need money to do this so please you know if you do want to help us out feel free to look at this merchandise when it comes out and buy it buy yeah. a calendar yeah or go to our website and donate it all helps it, it really does, helps. does and, all you, help. and, and even podcasting uh, costs money because the host services and things are 
are fairly expensive and, and the equipment. So yeah, if you can spare anything, and thank you, you to those it. people who do listen and yeah, do yeah. donate and everything and we people do. People do on a regular basis. We appreciate it. We really, really do. And of course, the brand new website is still due for completion before the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, so we will. So actually, we've got a lot going on. Yeah. If you think about it, just yeah. not the, quite the focus I think we thought we would have for 2020. Mm. <laughs> but you know, we're, we're we're working away in the background. Uh, the new website, I think we said before, will be mobile friendly. Yeah. Uh, so everybody's going to no excuses. No, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, oh, well. so we will be back shortly with another podcast. Um, you can listen to all of our episodes on Podbean, mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and I'm delighted to announce that Amazon will be launching their own podcasting service shortly and we will be taking part in that. We, we Amazon got in touch and asked if we'd be willing to have our podcast on there and we, of course, said yes. Yes. So we will be on there. The mm-hmm. new music you heard at the start of this podcast, that's a new piece of music that has been composed specifically for us and we thank Les Willocks for that, for his uh, wonderful work. I love it. Yep. Uh, it's <laughs> nice. We no longer need to worry about licensing issues, uh, which have always been a very expensive thing. Uh, so that's good. So that thanks. Cut some costs down. Yes, yeah. it did. Les, thank you very much for that. Um, it's wonderful. Thanks, I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, as always. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all the photos and the, the motorway info that we share. So make sure you go there for your daily fix. Yep, and if you are listening to the podcast uh, on Apple in particular, please leave us a review and a rating. Uh, it's always good to get yeah. the word spread about us. Apple like when people review and rate the podcast because they're more likely to promote them. So mm. that wouldn't be a bad thing for us. Good. And uh, as John says, you'll get the daily fix on social media. But I think for now, that's us. That's us for this time. See yeah. you soon. See you later. Bye. <laughs>